guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today we have a very special guest with us. We have Mr. Doug Sands, who is a hypnotist and helps us learn how to let go of all of the fear that we've been holding on to in order to live a more adventurous life. And I love that already. So I want to welcome you today, Doug. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So I think that your topic is very, very interesting. And I really want to know more about you. Like, how did you get into hypnosis? (laughs) Oh gosh, it's been <laughs> a wild ride to say the least. I grew up um, in the Midwest in uh, Wisconsin, in the US, and I grew up on a dairy farm. And so hypnosis, meditation, spirituality, even these ideas were so far out of left field that <laughs> they didn't even cross my mind. And it wasn't until I went off to college that I really started questioning what I wanted to do with my life and what, what was going to get me there. I had struggled with mental health for a couple of years by that point. And so I kind of like jumped off the deep end, some would say, and I quit college and I started bouncing around from seasonal job to seasonal job in, in the U S and I was searching for some kind of meaning. And I realized now that mostly what I was doing, I was running away from what I was, what my issues were. I was running away, but I was not running to something. And it eventually, it, it, I had to focus down on what I wanted specifically. And I think that turning point came when I was on this hike in New Hampshire. I got lost in a blizzard. And um, it, was, it wasn't like the traditional near-death experience where you, like, you see the lights and everything. I wasn't that close to dying. But I had that breaking point like where I knew if I didn't get myself out, I was going to freeze to death. I was going to die. And coming back after that, I just had weeks of anxiety and depression that just surfaced again. And I came to meditation and it wasn't like willingly, it wasn't like something I'd sought out before. I I think I had to get to that point to really open myself up to that. But I think meditation really turned, that was the first major turning point in my life because I discovered Buddhism from that. And that's become a very big part of my life and my worldview. And through meditation and practicing these things, I learned about hypnosis. And like many people, I thought hypnosis was just this fake kind of gimmicky thing, but there's so much science and so much research done on hypnosis and how it can actually help us. And when I learned more about hypnosis, I just got hooked and I was, I was studying it. I got certified and now I've been practicing it for quite some time now. And it's what I do full time. Why don't you explain a little bit too about, um, for those that might be listening and don't really know what Buddhism is or even what hypnosis might really be like, can you like explain a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So let's start with hypnosis. Hypnosis, what I tell most people when they ask, you know, kind of the general questions, hypnosis is like meditation with a goal. And the brainwave patterns between meditation and hypnosis are actually kind of similar because in, in meditation, you're going, so our normal waking state is at beta um, frequency. And that's like, I think 20 to 24 Hertz. Anything above that is considered gamma. And that's where you go in solo meditation. 
when you are in that hyper-focused state. In hypnosis, it feels very similar, but you're actually going the other way. You're going deeper into those brain waves. You're slowing down and you're going closer to that sleep state. That's kind of why hypnosis looks like sleep. And when you're in that deep state of hypnosis, you are more suggestible, but only to the suggestions that someone that you want to, you know, you want to have. Hypnosis is all about communicating with someone's unconscious mind and that the unconscious mind's one goal or two goals is to keep you safe and to keep you happy. And if anyone gives you a suggestion in that suggest in that state where you don't agree with it, your unconscious mind is most likely going to bring you out of trance. And in any case, it's not going to accept that suggestion. And so before any session, I always help, I always work with these clients to help craft these suggestions in their own words. And going to Buddhism, I think the easiest way to describe it is that it was, it was psychology before there was psychology at its base level. And there are so many different sects of Buddhism. There's some that are extremely religious and there are some, especially here in the West that are very secular and just focus on things like gratitude and mindfulness. And I think wherever you go along that spectrum, there's so much to be had and it's all really been backed by um, psychology. And that's why it's really taken off in the last couple of decades. That's awesome. So what kind of things do you work on with people when you do hypnosis with them? So I specialize in anxiety relief and that's typically what I work with most often. But when I do an actual session, the first 10 to 15 minutes, of that is always breaking down their initial conceptions of what hypnosis is, because everyone has their own idea, whether it's the negative, you know, hypnosis is mind control and hypnosis is terrible, like satanic or something to even like hypnosis is just the be all end all the fixing of everything. Like it's somewhere in between. And we need, I need a first need to establish that so we can actually have that great working relationship. And then the next couple minutes, we build on exactly what is what it is they want to solve. Because my definition of anxiety or whatever issue they're working on is not the same as theirs. And so by defining that and then defining exactly what they want to fix, it really sets us up for success knowing that the unconscious mind is going to accept those suggestions. And then we go through the standard inductions and I essentially help them get to that deep meditative state that those theta brainwaves. And then there are many different hypnotic techniques, but they all come down to what we call the meta model in hypnosis, which is first, there's four steps. First, you associate with the negative state that you don't want. And then step number two, you dissociate, you push that away, you get yourself out of it. Step number three, you associate yourself with the positive state that you want and then step number four, you collapse those two together. And by collapsing them together, you are essentially wiping out the negative one because those two things cannot exist in the same, in the same moment. And then after that, we, I bring them out. I make sure the suggestions are lasting. In the last five to 10 minutes, I typically go through like a, a short, a second session, a second hypnosis bit, just to make sure that the connection or the, the changes that we've made 
are going to last in their life. It's not just something that we worked on in the therapy room and then they go away or they're connected to that. We make sure that they are future paced and really going to take those changes with them. So I've had several questions come up in my mind as I heard you explaining this. <laughs> so first of all, what would you say to someone? Because I know I do past life regression with people. And the question I always get is, what if this doesn't work for me? What if I can't go under? What if I can't see anything? So what would you tell someone who might say to you, well, Doug, I know that you're able to hypnotize a lot of people, but I will be the one person that you can't do it and I, it won't work and I won't be able to go under. So how would you calm someone's fears or let them know that it's going to work? It's fine. So what would what you I find, What I find most often is the people who are most resistant to it typically are the people who go deepest into hypnosis. I also think I also tell people that hypnosis is not something that I do to you. Hypnosis is not like a spell that I cast. It's me just giving you language patterns and helping you helping guide you to that state. It's your own mind that's creating the state of trance. And that's important because we're doing it all the time whether it's highway hypnosis, whether we zone out while we're driving, whether we're getting lost in a really good book or a movie, or simply we're just daydreaming. Those are all forms of trance. And hypnosis is just trance that has a goal. Hypnosis, especially when working with someone, hypnosis is just a guided state that's very similar to that. I'm definitely one of those people who are guilty of driving and like, how did I get where I am? Because I totally <laughs> don't remember the last five stoplights. Yeah. Um, so what about issues like trauma? Do you work with people who have experienced trauma in their lives to go back and, and try to heal that? Or, or is it strictly just for things like limiting beliefs? Oh, I definitely, I work with trauma. Um, hypnosis, it, you know, it was, it started, it got its, I should say modern hypnosis really it took off with trauma because after World War I and World War II, you had the largest population of people with PTSD that the world had ever seen. And people used hypnosis to really help cure that. There weren't enough therapists to help all those people. And so it was a very rapid way to help relieve that. When I first started out, I really did not want to work with trauma. I thought that this was something that was beyond my skill level and it was something that I, you know, I was not prepared for. Now I do. And I think that working with trauma is a very high risk, high reward kind of mode of therapy or change work, because when you fix that trauma, it ripples out throughout the rest of their life. And what I've found most beneficial when working with trauma is to set up a, a positive state, an anchor, something that we can come back to if things start going off the rails, if they start experiencing this trauma, by establishing that very early and very strongly, we make sure that there's a safety valve in case anything does go wrong. I love that. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that probably with everything that's happened in our society today, you probably are seeing a lot more people who have experienced trauma because you think about Gosh, I mean, we're lucky that when we were kids, we didn't have the internet around. So yeah. <laughs> all the dumb things that we did were not recorded somewhere in history, but <laughs> you know, yeah. 
I see a lot, I think um, for me as a teacher, I see a lot more um, anxiety levels in my students. It seems to be mm. increasing every year and things that you would think wouldn't trigger a student or be um, just cause anxiety does. Yeah. And so I'm sure that you probably are seeing a lot of that now. Well, what about if somebody wanted to, let's say, they wanted to lose weight or to stop smoking. Do you do hypnosis for things like that? I do. So I specialize in anxiety relief. And um, as I was explaining the meta model, you can use that on many, many different things. I have people who come to me and they trust me from working with anxiety. And they're like, can you also fix this? I personally don't do smoking cessation because I find the people who, who show up for the session aren't the same people who or they're not in the same state as they were when they booked that session. And so they're not quite as invested in making that change. But most other things that you see hypnotists for, I do do as well. I do weight loss. Um, I should say motivation to exercise because <laughs> weight loss hypnosis is not what people think it is. It's not waving a magic wand and you're, you know, 50 pounds thinner. It's really about changing the mindset and changing the motivations that then lead up to the weight loss. Um, I do things, I've done things that are kind of off the wall, like nail biting and stuttering. And really, if you, if you have an issue that you think hypnosis would help, go to a hypnotist and just ask them because more than likely they have the tools and more than likely they have the experience and the practice to help customize your specific goal and your specific path to that goal. That's awesome. Um, and I think that that is the thing that a lot of people just don't even think about. You know, most people will go to counseling and, and they'll pay money to do that. And I always say counseling is great, but you have to really connect with the person that you're working yeah. with. Um, and I personally just had a hypnosis session a couple of weeks ago. And it was amazing because I was, for my session, I was not like totally asleep or anything like that. I was still awake and aware of what was going on, but you're more able to really get to the root of what's causing some of the problems that you're experiencing. So for me, that was a really cool thing because um, for people who don't like to talk, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I was talking to my son about this, you know, because I thought, you need, you know, I'm trying to get him to go to counseling and he goes and he just sits there and he's like, well, we don't really say anything because, you know, the counselor tries to get him to open up and he doesn't want to do that. And so it's difficult for him. So for me, I'm, I started thinking like, you know, that might be something for him because he really doesn't want to verbalize sometimes yeah. what's happening. And so maybe for people who also experience that hypnosis mm -hmm. might be something helpful for them. Yeah. If I may, um, someone asked me once what the difference was between talk therapy and hypnosis. I mean, besides the obvious. Um, and I summarized it was that talk therapy, you take your emotional baggage and you open it up, you unpack it and you look at everything. Hypnosis, you just take that emotional luggage and just get rid of it. And so you don't really have to dive into it. You don't have to relive these traumas. And that's why you get such rapid results with hypnosis. I'm not knocking therapy. I mean, it's very important. It once saved my life. And so it's these, these are tools that you can use either as a supplement or as an alternative to these established methods. I love that you said that, though, 
though, because I think that that is why so many people avoid therapy, because they don't want to have to go back and revisit all of the trauma in their lives. So this would be a great alternative for people who, you know, want to heal the inner pain. You know, a lot of my listeners out there um, have all gone through a spiritual awakening. So we talk about going through the dark night of the soul where all of your shadow stuff comes up and you have to heal it. And you can't move through that next level until you heal that. But if you're a person who doesn't want to go back and revisit and doesn't want to have to verbalize what's happened to you, which is understandable because that in and of itself can be more traumatic to go back and actually have to think about what happened. So I love that you have this as an alternative method for working with that and healing that inner wounding without unpacking the baggage. If yeah. you said, I love that. Just throw the baggage away. <laughs> Absolutely. You're not, Absolutely. It's not like you're avoiding it. It's just mm-hmm. a different way to heal it without the traditional sit and tell me your feelings kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Awesome. So now when we were talking earlier, you told me that you offer a seven-day stress-free challenge to people. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So when I'm working with my anxiety relief clients, um, I should should preframe that hypnosis, unlike many people, unlike what people think, it's not like a one-session fixing things. I mean, you can do it, but imagine like taking a, a, a bucket and just like scooping out all the issues in 90 minutes. Like it's not very elegant and you can't really make sure that you've done that lasting change. And so I typically book, um, I start with two sessions and we expand from there, but between sessions, I need to leave my clients with something in case their anxiety does flare up. And sometimes people are like, I want to do self-hypnosis and that's great. I can teach them how to do that. But other times people are like, I just want something I can do in 60 seconds that relieves my anxiety. And so that was the, the impetus of, of really gathering these things. So I have seven techniques that um, I give my paying clients to help them between those sessions. And I thought, why not do a video series and just give these out to people? Because they are really helpful. They helped with my own anxiety. And these techniques come from things like yoga and meditation. They also come from hypnosis, um, even Jinshin Jutsu over there with energy work in the East. Um, if you'd like, I could share a few of those, or we can just include a link to find those. If you'd like to share some, that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. The two that I go to most often, um, the one, the one that most people have heard of, or at least are familiar with is Seven Eleven breathing. And it goes by many names, whether that's four, seven, eight breathing or elongated breathing. But the basic idea is that you breathe out for longer than you breathe in. And so you breathe in for a count of seven and breathe out for a count of 11. And it really helps if you purse your lips on the exhale, I found out. Uh, What this does, there's a nerve, your listeners are probably familiar with this nerve, but it runs from your brain to your chest. And it's called the vagus nerve and it controls the automatic functions of your heart and your lungs. And when you get stressed or anxious, your brain sends signals down that nerve and speeds up your functions down here. So you start breathing more shallowly. By breathing deeply and really by exhaling longer than you inhale, you actually send signals back up the pipeline and you convince your brain that it's okay to be calm. And so that's the first one I really start people off with. The the second one, 
Let's go with Jinchinjutsu. This one is one of my favorites because it works so rapidly. So this comes from energy work and acupressure and acupuncture, that kind of air arena. And Jinchinjutsu has been around for 3,000 years. And it states that each of our five fingers corresponds with an emotional state. Um, the first one, the thumb is for just general worry. The forefinger is for panic. The middle finger is for anger. You know, that one's easy to remember. The fourth finger, your ring finger is for sadness. And the fifth one, your pinky is for overthinking things. And if you've got any of those emotions, all you have to do is take that finger in your other palm and squeeze it until you can feel a pulse and you just hold it and then notice how that emotion changes. And at first I was very skeptical of this, but I've heard it, I've, you know, I've, it's now something that I've incorporated in my own life and I've heard some pretty remarkable tales of it. I know specifically one woman used this before to overcome a fear of flying because she had to go do it for, you know, her business and she was sitting in the plane right before it was about to take off and her panic was rising. She wasn't sure if it was general worry or just a panic attack. And so she squeezed both her thumb and her forefinger and she was able to make it through the entire flight without having her customary panic attack. So these techniques do work. They've been tested. I mean, it's been around for 3000 years because it's got some, it's got some merit to it. That's amazing. I've never even heard of that before. And it's so simple that you could do it anywhere, anytime, any place. Uh, well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to teach that to my kids too, because <laughs> I know that they sometimes will have panic attacks too. And some of the other stuff that, you know, I've always read about, you should do this. doesn't really seem to work for them too much, yeah. but I've never heard of that. And all of the things that I've looked up to be like, what do you do to stop a panic attack? So I'm going to have to have to teach that to them. I love that. Thank you absolutely. for sharing that with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you also um, have an Instagram page and you do free hypnosis Friday. Is that correct? I do. That's correct. This is something I started out pretty recently. And I realized that probably the easiest way to remove a lot of those misconceptions about what hypnosis is, is to just show people what hypnosis is. So many people are curious and they want kind of that test drive of hypnosis before they come in. And so that's kind of what this is. Um, I give out on my Instagram page, I give out a free hypnosis session every single Friday. And I focus on, these aren't just sessions where you're going into a calming state and, you know, just doing some, just floating around, I guess. But these are sessions where we're actually focusing on a problem. I'm using techniques that I've learned and that I actually use with my clients to make some positive changes in their life. And so I've worked with, I've, I've done sessions on anxiety relief, managing food cravings. I've done one on gratitude. I've um, done one on building abundance. And I think in January, I've got one coming out on panic attacks. And these are great ways to really learn more about hypnosis and to start making those um, deep unconscious changes. And it's completely free. Awesome that you've done that for people. Um, and I love the topics that you've chosen too. That's amazing. So okay. I would highly encourage you guys to go and follow him on Instagram to figure out, you know, just is this something that um, is for me? And you cannot be free. Somebody who's willing to show you what they do and how it works. That's awesome. So, um, <clears throat> 
If somebody wanted to follow you and to work with you, how can they do that? They can find me on my business website, which is anywherehypnosis.com. I work with people all around the world. That's why it's you know anywhere hypnosis. Um, I focus on anxiety relief, but if you've got questions about hypnosis or if you want to see if your specific goal is compatible, just message me and find out more. We've already mentioned Instagram. My handle is at making your meaning. And it's, I call my, I, I do that because I also have, <clears throat> excuse me. I also have the making meaning podcast. And that's a show where I interview adventurous people who are traveling and hiking and stuff like that to find out the anxieties and the struggles they've overcome in their own life. Because when I started out, I, I really wanted to be that person. And I didn't realize that there was a path to get there. And I didn't realize that these people had overcome struggles in their own life. So that's what I focus on there. And the last place they could probably find me, or I should say, we mentioned already the um, anxiety of seven tools. Um, that link will probably be in the show notes, but the link itself is anywherehypnosis.com slash anxiety dash seven dash tools. Yeah, all of his information will be in the show notes, but I always love to have you just share in case people want to like quickly go there and find out where they can get a hold of you. So um, do you have any little last minute nuggets of wisdom for our listeners out there? I do. On my own journey, what really made the difference for me was realizing just how malleable and how flexible our emotional states are. Realizing just how much control I have over my own emotions and my own thoughts was life-changing because I, as having struggled with mental illness, I thought that thoughts were something that happened to me. And whether you use meditation or hypnosis or any of these you know, alternative, alternative methods of dealing with our emotions and our mental states, they work. And I really encourage people just to find what works for them so that they can have more control over their life and really take ownership of their own change. I love that. Thank you for that little nugget of wisdom for our listeners. And thank you so much for being here with us on our show today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it was so fun to talk to you. So I'll have to have you back sometime and we can dive deeper into a specific topic on hypnosis or actually I want to hear more about your podcast too. That sounds really interesting. I'm Absolutely. sure that you've interviewed a lot of really cool people who mm -hmm. travel is something, another passion of mine. So Absolutely. that's cool. All right. Well, guys, I want to thank you for being with us here today as well. Don't forget to check out all of Doug's information in the show notes. And don't forget to like this podcast. Please leave me a positive review from wherever you're listening. Subscribe, share it with anyone you think might benefit. And don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook, where I do a free card reading. And if you show up for the live, I'll pull a card for you. Also, I post videos to Instagram and I have free guided meditations on my YouTube channel. Also, if you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you'll see all of the services that I offer. You can book them directly from my website and then contact me to schedule. All of my sessions are done online through Zoom, so you never have to leave the comfort of your own home. I hope that you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.